welcome to Storytime with Julia, where I will read to you some of my favorite stories. Let's jump right in. Today I'm going to read you the first four chapters of the book Delphi and the Magic Balishus. Delphi and the Magical Balishus by Darcy Buss. In the soft, pale light, the girl stood with her head bent and her hands held lightly in front of her. There was a moment's silence, and then the first notes of the music began. For as long as a girl could remember, music had seemed to tell her of another world, a magical, exciting world that lay far, far away. She always let, felt if she could just close her eyes and lose herself, then she would get there. Maybe this time, as the music swirled inside her, she swept her arms above her head, rose onto her shoes, and began to dance. Madame Zarakova's School of Ballet. Delphi hurried home, her breath freezing in the snow, snowy night air. The houses on either side of the road had their curtains drawn, all apart from one, a big double-fronted house with iron railings and a gate. Two stone steps led up to the door and light streamed out of the windows. As the snowflakes landed softly on Delphi's shoulders, she looked longingly at the brass plate, just as she had for the last four weeks since it had, since it had been open. Madame Zarakova's school of ballet. A car drew up out, drew up outside and two girls jumped out. They were about nine. They're the same age as Delphi and had their hair tied back in neat buns. Come on, we're going to be late, one of them called as they ran through the gate and opened the front door. Madame Zaza will go mad. For a moment, Delphi caught sight of a long, wide hallway with white walls and wooden floors before the heavy door banged shut behind them. Delphi felt a wave of longing so strong it hurt. She wanted to be inside the ballet school, about to have a dance lesson. She was ballet mad, but her parents had always put her off having lessons. Maybe when you're a bit older, her mom said, kissing Delphi's long dark hair. The nearest dance goes on the other side of town. It's too far to take you every week. But Delphi hadn't been put off. She had borrowed books from the library and practiced ballet exercises almost every day. As she danced all the time in the house, in the garden, she wasn't even embarrassed to dance on the street. She loved the feeling of spinning, moving, jumping, it was hard to explain, but all through she had never had any lessons. Inside, she just felt like she knew what it was like to be a real ballerina. And now Madame Zarakova's ballet school had opened on the very street she lived. 
But even that hadn't helped her. Delphi did understand. After all, money was quite tight in their house. I'm sorry, sweetheart, Mrs. Durand, Delphi's mom, had signed. Had sighed. We just can't afford to send you there. Standing by the railings now, Delphi could not hear the faint sounds of piano. Tinkling, and through the branches she could see light from the big windows. Falling into the front garden, shivering, she pulled her coat closer around her as she looked over the railings. The music and lights seemed to be calling her nearer. Slipping through the gate, she crept over to the house, peering in through the window. The room inside was a large, with mirrors each on each of the four walls. Eight girls, all about the same age, were holding lightly on the bar, a wooden pole that was fixed around the wall of the room. They were all dressed in pink leotards, with a ribbon around their waists, pale socks and satin ballet shoes with ribbons crossed neatly around their ankles. They were gracefully bending and straightening their knees out of, out over their toes. Please, Delphi signed longingly, recognizing them from one of her books. Oh, if only she could be in there with them. Madame Zaza was walking around the room, talking to the girls and correcting a leg position here and arm position there. She held her own body erect, and her gray, straight brown hair was pulled back in a bun. As Delphi watched, the girls began a different exercise, pointing their toes and sliding their legs to the back, front and side. But m'entendu, thought Delphi. All the girls looked good, but there was one dark-haired girl who looked very graceful and seemed to find everything very easy. Next, the girls began sliding the foot that was furthest from the furthest from the bath and lifting it off the floor, stretching out as far as they could and holding their free arm out to the side. Delphi couldn't resist. She began to join in. Holding on to the window sill, she performed the movement in time with the girls inside. Sweeping her arm and leg to the side, she held them in perfect position. Her toe pointed as she had and heel raised from the ground. They moved quickly into practicing quick, light movements. Madame Zaza said something to the girls and left the room. The class carried on working. Feeling very happy, Delphi continued to copy them. It was almost like being in there. Then, suddenly, the front door swung open, and a voice called out, You girl! What are you doing? Delphi jumped in shock and swung around. So she had been concentrating so hard on the dancing that she hadn't heard the opening. It was Madame Zaza standing on the top step, staring at her. Delphi froze to the spot. I, I'm really sorry. I just wanted to have a look. Come here, child, Madame Zaza called. And with just a moment's hesitation, Delphi hurried up the steps. The Red Ballet Shoes 
Come inside, child, Madame Zaza said. What is your name? Delphine Durand. Delphine felt tears sprinkling in her eyes. She was sure she was about to be told off. She blinked quickly. She hated crying in front of people. I saw you through the window, Madame Zaza said to her. Where do you learn ballet? Delphine was very surprised by the question. I, I don't go to classes, she answered. I just read book. I just read about it in books and practice at home. I see, said Zaza. I see, Madame Zaza looked at her for a moment. Well, why don't you come in? Come in, Delphine echoed. Madame Zaza nodded. It's cold out here, and I think you would like to see a round. Am I right? Yes, Delphine. Yes, Delphine gasped. I'd love to see inside. Come then. Walking in a daze, Delphine followed Madame Zaza inside the school. They went down the warm, bright lit corridor. Here we have the dance studios, Madame Zaza explained, pointing to the two rooms on either side. Wow, Delphine breathed. Madame Zaza looked thoughtfully at her. Do you have any ballet shoes, child? No, Delphine replied. She always just danced in bare feet. Madame Zaza gave a small nod and then set off down a dark corridor, opening the, a door at the end that led into a small storeroom. The walls were covered with shelves piled high with boxes, dusty books, ballet costumes, and would look like a chest full of new ballet leotards and shocks. Madame Zaza went into the room and took an old battered box down from a high shelf. As Delphine watched, Madame Zaza opened the lid to reveal a pair of old red leather, leather ballet shoes with red ribbons nestling among yellowing tissue paper. The leather was slink, slightly crinkly. The, side, the insides of the shoe the insides of the shoe a deep cream. They were worn and slightly shabby, but as Delphi looked at them, she felt a sudden urge to reach into the box. Her feet tightened as if she wanted to try them on. Unable to stop herself, she touched the soft red leather, and then re realizing what she was doing, she pulled her hand back. She looked up to see Madame Zaza studying her face, her expression. Unbearable. Do you like them? Madame Zaza asked. Oh, yes, Delphine breathed. The ballet shoes might be old, but they were beautiful. Would you like to borrow them, child? Madame Zaza asked gently. Borrow them? Delphine stared in surprise. But why would you lend them to me? I don't even come here to classes. If you like, you can come back tomorrow and join in with the class you were watching, Madame Zaza said. Delphine could hard, hardly believe her ears. But, but, well, I'd love to, but Mom and Dad can't afford me to have lessons. She blushed as she admitted the truth. Madame Zaza waved her hand dismally. Money does not matter. Just come tomorrow, as I ask. Her eyes met Delphi's. I will teach you for free. Delphi's mind spun. Go home now and tell your parents that I, what I have said. 
They may ring me if they have any questions. Madame Zaza gave her the box with the ballet shoes, and then turned and took a brand new pink leotard and socks out of the chest near the door. Bring these clothes and the shoes to wear tomorrow. Delphi looked down at the box in her arms. What if the shoes don't fit me? Madame Zaza gave a mysterious smile. Oh, I don't think there will be a problem with that. I think you will find them the perfect size. They have been waiting for the right person to come along, and something tells me you might be that person. Her eyes stared deep into Delphi's. They're very special shoes, Delphi. I hope one day you find out just how special they are. Suddenly, her tone became brisker. Now I must return to class. I will see you tomorrow, ready and changed for half past four sharp. Thank you, Delphi gasped, almost before she knew it. She was following Madame Zaza back down the corridor, and then she was back outside in the snow again. But Delphi didn't feel cold. Excitement raced through her as she hugged the shoes to her chest. She rushed, she rushed to home to tell her mom. She was going to start ballet classes tomorrow. She couldn't wait. The ballet class. Delphi could hardly concentrate in school at the next day, as she could think, all she could think about was her first ballet lesson. She was at Madame Zaza's school by four o'clock and had changed 20 minutes before the class was due to start. As Delphi tied her long hair back into a bun, she looked at herself in the mirror and couldn't stop grinning. She looked just like the girls she had been watching that the day before. Well, apart from the fact that her shoes were red instead of pale pink, but Delphi didn't care about that. They were beautiful, soft, and they fitted her perfectly, just as Madame Zaza had said they would. Other girls started to arrive. The two who Delphi had seen running into the ballet school the day before were the first to get there. Who are you? One of them asked curiously. I'm Delphi, Delphi replied. Are you just are you just starting lessons here? The other girl asked. Delphi nodded. Well, I'm Poppy, said the, fir the first girl, said. And this is Lala. Hiya, Delphi, Lala smiled. Other girls started to pile in. They were just as friendly, and at half past four, they all went into the dance studio, where Madame Zaza was waiting for them. They began with plies at the bar. Delphi concentrated hard, trying to remember everything she had read in her books. As she followed Madame Zaza's instructions, she felt herself relax, and soon it was just as she was practicing in her bedroom at home, but a hundred, a hundred times better, because she was in a real ballet class. Madame Zaza kept telling them all to keep their heads up and to smile, but Delphi didn't find that difficult at all. The girls moved from the bar to working in the center of the room. They went through the same exercises again, and then practiced arm movements, different poses and turns called pirouettes. As they neared the end of the class, Madame Zaza explained, 
to Delphi that the class had been learning a dance from ballet called the Nutcracker. Delphi had read about the Nutcracker. A girl called Clara was giving a, nut, a Nutcracker who looked like a soldier as a Christmas present by her uncle. Clara loved her new toy so much that she crept downstairs when everyone was in bed and danced with him before falling asleep. I think you had better just watch this bit of the class, Delphi, Madame Zaza said to her. The others have been learning the dance for a while now. Delphi sat, feeling nervous, as the other eight girls took in turns to hold the wooden doll, which looked like a toy soldier, and danced Clara's dance. The dark-haired girl, who Delphi had found out was called Suki, was the last to go. She moved very graceful and didn't wobble on any of the positions she held. Her turns were easy and smooth, and her arms had always seemed to be held perfectly in position. But even so, there was something that wasn't quite right. What is it? Delphi wondered. Madame Zaza was watching from near the piano. As Suki finished and smiled, Madame Zaza walked forward, shaking her head. No, Suki, your hands, your arms, your placing were all good. But you're supposed to love the doll. You're holding. I did not believe that when I watched you... Delphi realized she knew exactly what Madame Zaza meant. Although Suki's dancing had looked wonderful, she hadn't made Delphi feel like she was really watching Clara. Madame Zaza turned to all the girls. Ballet is about much more than just dancing. The real magic comes from telling a story and making the audience believe in that story. Her eyes looked straight into Delphi's. Never forget, but always believe in it. Delphi felt a longing to do the dance herself. She wanted to be up there, wanted Madame Zaza to be watching her, but it was too late. It was the end of the class. As soon as she had got changed, Delphi ran all the way home. She couldn't wait to tell her parents about it. This had been the best day of her life. That night, when Delphi went to bed, she relieved every moment of the class. I have to learn the dance, to the dance the others were doing, she thought, picking up a book that was lying on her bedside table, which told out the stories from the ballet. Delphi turned to the chapter on Nutcracker. She wanted to know what happened after Clara's dance. She read how in the story Clara dreams that the Nutcracker has come to life. Then the evil king rat, with his army of mice, tries to fight the Nutcracker. Clara helps to defeat King Rat by throwing her slipper at his head, which knocks him out. Then the Nutcracker changes into a handsome prince and takes Clara on a magical journey to the land of snow and the land of sweets. She meets the sugar plum fairy and lots of other amazing characters, like the snowflakes, and Jack Frost, the Rose Fairy, and the Arabian Dancers. Delphi signed happily as she read the end of the story. Turning off the light, she snuggled down in bed, imagining herself dancing Clara's dance, 
when suddenly she heard a faint tinkling sound. That some faraway music. What was that? She listened hard. There it was again. She sat up in bed. The red ballet shoes were glittering and sparkling in the dark. A magical land. Delphi stared at the twinkling shoes and then leaped out of bed. She was about to run out of the room to get her mom when Madame Zaza's voice came back to her. They're special shoes, Delphi. I hope that one day you'll find out just how special they are. Something seemed to be telling Delphi, stay, not to go. She reached out and touched the shoes. Her fingers seemed to spark with a tiny electric shock, and suddenly she felt as if she just had to put them on. She picked up her left shoe and she slipped it, it on. Her foot felt light and sparkly. She put the other shoe on, and as she tied the ribbons, the tingling, the tingling spread out her whole body. Dolphy stood up and then gasped as suddenly the shoes began to make her pirouette around the room. Delphi whirled, her bedroom blurring into a spark haze of colors. She cried out, what was happening? When the colors faded, as she found herself on a seat, she looked around in astonishment. She was in a large, empty theater. In front of her, there was an enormous stage with red curtains, shut tight. The lights began to go down, and before Delphi's eyes, the curtains rose. A skin of a village street appeared, with a large mountain behind it. On the slope of the mountain, a dark castle was painted. Feeling sure that she must be dreaming, Delphi looked at the stage. A fairy in a pale lilac tutu was sitting on a tree thump, her hands covering her face. Behind there were dancers, dressed as multicolored flowers. Two people in Russian costumes, a girl in a long red Spanish dress, a, and a clown. Delphi wondered if this was the beginning of some sort of show, but as she looked more closely, she realized that the fairy was crying. Delphi got to her feet and went down. The ale that led up to the stage. Hello, she called. Her voice sounded loud in the silence of the theater. The fairy jumped in surprise. Who are you? My name is Delphi, Delphi replied. Who are you? Who are you? I'm the sugar plum fairy, she said. You mean you're dancing the part of the sugar plum fairy in the nutcracker, Delphi said, feeling confused. No, I really am the sugar plum fairy. The ballerina stood up, the sparkling tutu clutching the lights on stage. People call me Sugar for short. This is the entrance to the land of Enchantia, the land where the characters from all the different ballets live. She looked curiously at Delphi. Where have you come from? From, from my bedroom? Delphi stammered. My ballet shoes started to sparkle, and so I, put them, so I put them on, and I ended up here. You've got the magic ballet shoes, Sugar breathed. I've heard, I've heard about those. Every so often, they're given to someone 
who really loves ballet, and they bring them to enchant you. It happens whenever there's a problem here. Delphi stared at her. Madame Zaza, the person who gave them to me, said they were special. She must have meant they were magic. Delphi's eyes widened as she looked around, wondering. So this is all real. It's not a dream. She remembered something the sugar plum fairy had just said. You said the shoes work when there's a problem. Sugar nodded. Yes, we have a very big problem right now. The people in Enchantia usually live happily together and dance all day, but not anymore. Her blue eyes welled with tears. Evil King Rat has stopped everyone from dancing. King Rat? Delphi echoed, thinking of back to the villain of the ballet she'd been reading out about before she went to bed. Sugar nodded sadly. He hates dancing. He captured the Nutcracker and turned him into a wooden toy. Without the magic of the Nutcracker, no one in Enchantia can dance, and all the door and all the toys have become lifeless. The sweets have become just sweets again, and the snowflakes have frozen. I can't dance either. Look at this. She stood up with a graceful lift of her arms. She rose onto her point points, but the only managed to dance three steps forward before she wobbled over. The magic of the dance is gone. The only way to stop King Rat is to free the Nutcracker and bring him back to life again. But King Rat is keeping him imprisoned in his castle, and everyone is too scared to go there. Delphi thought how awful it would be to be to not be able to dance. I'll help you, she said eagerly. It could be very dangerous, Sugar warned. The castle is guarded by King Rat's army of mice. They're big and carry swords and are very fierce. I don't care, said Delphi bravely. I want to help you free the Nutcracker. Oh, thank you, Sugar Grab. Grambled Delphi's ha- grabbed Delphi's hands. Thank you so much. So how do we get to the castle? Delphi asked. Sugar smiled. By magic, of course. Next time, I'm going to read you the four next chapters. I hope you enjoyed the story. Please share it with your friends. And tune in next time for more story time with Julia. Bye!